This week from GNC Week in Review, powered by geeknewscentral.com. Gmail goes down, Google Max goes away, and HBO Max arrives on Roku. Yay! <laughs> Those are some of the tech news stories from this week, and it's Friday, December 18th, 2020. My name is Kirk Corliss. And I'm Scott Ertz. And this is episode 79, the last episode of 2020 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, proud partner of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are streaming live at gncweekly.com slash live, as well as Facebook Live. So please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also, be sure to subscribe like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. If you miss a live video, that's okay. You can always catch the replay later. If you are a listener, please be sure to subscribe to podcasts where you can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Also, the podcast can be found on the Pandora app and the iHeartRadio app. Yay. <laughs> if, you have a, if you have a comment, be it on social media or email, and that all link, all those links can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. It's a little bit of a light tech news this week. Obviously, a lot of news doesn't really happen toward the end of the year, or I'm sorry, beginning of next year, of, of 2021. CES 2021's coming up. Yeah. So a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of companies are in dark mode right now because mm-hmm. they yep. don't want to. They don't want to give anything away mm-hmm. for their CES presentations. Mm-hmm. And I again, but I know you have gotten emails as, as of I, so I'm I'm looking Indeed. forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. So it's a little bit light, but we're going to get to some new, get into the tech news in, the, in, in a few moments. But uh, we talked about over the past week or two about do you need help with your tech, or in this case, spring cleaning your tech. So um, we have. Uh, a lot of um, myself, Scott, and Plug It's Live, and and um, has co- incorporated a lot of great stuff on how to clean up your tech, um, ranging from your batteries and um, getting rid of uh, unwanted subscription services and cleaning out your computer. So there's a lot of great stuff that um, is on that I will put on our site. On it's vgncweekly.com uh, slash prepare for 2021. Um, there was a lot of great stuff that I included, Scott included, producers for Plugets Live, and some other and other folks. Uh, some of our some of our partners over at Plugets Live, um, our uh, uh, with the the Drew Project. You know, one of our one of our partners there helped um, Terry Willingham from the Foundation for Community Driven Innovation, who uh, put together the Amrock Fab Lab, which. Uh, if you follow us at uh, Plunkett's Live Stuff, you see us work with FCDI a lot because that's who uh, put on Roboticon, for example. Um, Terry had some some input into it. So it was a really fun piece to put together. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting it to end up being 1,300 words, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but it was. <laughs> right. So here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a good, it's, uh, and I think maybe, you know, I think going forward, I think there's a good idea to have. So if anyone has any suggestions or ways they can, you know, spring clean your tech, um, let us know, gncweekly.com slash connect, email, um, Twitter, DM, 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 DM us, 
Um, I'm at Kirk Corliss. Um, Scott's at Triple T M A B O. So we'll include them all um, on the on the on the GNCWeekly.com/slash prepare for 2021. We'll leave it up for about the whole month of January. So if you have any ideas, you know, we'll, you know, definitely would love to hear from them. And I'm definitely going to use some of the things that I saw on there, including the one I have about yeah. You know, <laughs> Uh, so, so it's actually interesting because uh, uh, Sarah from the Drew Project, I sent her. Um, she's she's listed by her company on here, uh, Code Marketing, uh, who helps us with a lot of our marketing. Um, so uh, I sent her a preview of where it was when she was giving me her quote, mm-hmm. and uh, yours was already in there. And she goes, "Oh yeah, I'm a big fan of Unroll Me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been I've been using that I've been well, I have an app for Apple App CleanFox so I mean Android for CleanFox so mm-hmm. um, it it's helpful believe me it hel- it helps it helps tremendously and it doesn't take too long and but yeah that and the other on Roll.me I um, did some research on that and a lot of people have uh, have used that use that happily and religiously <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you know some of these things yeah you know, obviously the battery thing is a big thing to me. Mm. Um, because I've had a device uh, explode. Uh, luckily, I didn't have a fire because of it, but I did have a battery explode on me. Uh, and when I was at Radio Shack, I had it several times um, while I was you know, opening something up. Luckily, no fires, but it is possible. Um, and my mother is notorious for putting uh, Christmas decorations away uh, with double A's or triple A's in them, mm-hmm. and then opening them up the next year and us having to you know, get tweezers and throw the battery away without getting battery acid on our hand <laughs> and then getting out a cleaning kit and cleaning off all the contacts and, you know, something that should be a 30 second thing turns into 10 plus minutes. <laughs> so that's obviously a big thing for me, but you know, right. I didn't know about the, the, the unroll me service. I didn't, I, hadn't thought about unsubscribing from subscription services uh like dave pointed out what a great you know maybe maybe you don't use hulu anymore right well it's not just really the the subscription services but also like with email like you know when you go because i go to i have best buy um and, and um you go to a restaurant and they say give me give me give us your email address we'll send you offers and coupons what have you and you get in, in there. I have this is no joke. I have, exception to Best Buy because I use that frequently. Um, <laughs> I have Dunkin' Donuts, Pizza Hut. Um, there's like a lot of restaurants that my wife and I go to, or we take our daughter to go to, and you get coupons for like a Texas Roadhouse, what have you. So my inbox has been flooded, and I mean flooded. And it's kind of get rid of the get rid of the noise. And I haven't been to these restaurants like for like months since the pandemic, basically, we haven't gone out to dinner. We've been sure. usually going out and takeout. So I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my phone and my going on my work or not work, but my computer, you know, and I'm looking at all these emails and I'm like, and it takes a pain in the butt to delete all them or, you know, or what have you. So with that app, with the, uh, the clean Fox app, it's within minutes and it's like your email is lessened dramatically. That's so, so great. I love it. It's a great I, tool to have great tool. I like the idea with the the unroll me um, that the ones that you want to keep mm-hmm. it it will create a daily roll up and send you just one email with all of them in it. Right. That's a cool feature. I don't know if Clean Fox has that, but that was one of the things that Sarah was like. This is the reason why I use it. 
because even the ones that I do want, I get a single roll-up email instead of dozens of individual ones, which I thought was pretty clever. I'm not sure. I have to look at it because I um I, I had it for a while and I just and it notifies me notifies on um do you want this or keep it or something like that. So I have to see. Mm-hmm. It might, may have made have the same feature. I have to look and see. Yeah. It, it's um, a cool idea. It is. I, I went the hard way and I have an email address specifically for what I suspect will be junk mail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have uh, one too for AOL. I have an AOL one and P and PS when I were discussing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Did we just time travel? I I had a, I have an I'm not gonna I'll, I'll tell it to you off air uh, what the name it is, um, but um, when I and I also before we got on the air um, I sent Scott a gift card, and it's an, if it's if you see it's an AOL email address and I'll tell you what it is after we get off the air, don't don't put it in spam it's, it's it came from me, <laughs> it is Amazon it's legit but it's an AOL email address I haven't changed it to G, my Gmail account for like the past several years. So I have to probably do that after the show. I'll make sure I change my email. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I have an AOL email address just in case, you know, if someone wants to send me something by email, like free stuff, what have you. So I get my AOL email address. I have several email addresses besides, you know, Geek News Central, but also a Gmail account. Um, and also our Gmail, our Gmail for, for this podcast. So, but yeah, for anything that like I get for, um, uh, e- put me, put on an email list, contact me with deals, what have you, I get my email address <laughs> and I don't yeah. see them for, and I don't see them until I actually go into my email AOL. Cause sometimes some emails I get is caught spam and, um, and I have to go in and look. But yeah, I, but wait to tell you what the email address is. You're gonna you're gonna find that hilarious. But yeah, it's um, yeah, I had that since since literally like for the past twenty years. I've had that AOL address. I'm not giving it up because <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so I decided to check my bulk email just uh-huh. because I never do, and I have one thing in there, and it's semi legitimate. It's an actual press release. Oh jeez! <laughs> oh goodness! Well, <laughs> anyway. well, again, well, again, like I said, um, don't if you see one, I sent it like before um, about an hour, about an hour ago from me. So, like I said, it's it is from me. It don't it's not spam. <laughs> it's from me. It's an Amazon gift card. So, but I'll tell you about that. I'll I'll, uh, I'll tell you my email address uh, that. I'm not going to tell the audience. I'm not putting it out here because I don't blame you. <laughs> we like you guys, but I don't trust you. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I rather prefer if you're going to tro- if you're going to do a troll if you're going to troll us, you know, just do it. You know, <laughs> do it someplace else. Okay, don't troll us. We're good people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. All right, let's jump in with the tech news from this week. Um, first up. On Monday, this happened, which kind of was like, what the hell? On Monday, G- uh, Google's authentication system went down for about an hour, taking down Gmail, YouTube, Google Maps, Google Docs, and other Google services. Um, Google blamed the outage as a, quote, internal storage quota issue. How can it be an internal storage quota issue when they got bolt- boatloads of servers? <laughs> well, they've got one 100 gigabyte SSD. <laughs> Oh, really? the, or, no, no, of course not. 
For a second, I believed you. There's a $20 Black Friday special, and that's where they keep all their keys. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And it was so odd. I'm like on Monday, because usually, like on Monday morning, before I before I do my I check my email, I look at YouTube. Um, you know, I'm doing, you know, the first thing in the morning to get my, my mind set. Sure. And I'm looking, and this happened, what, like two weeks ago? Didn't YouTube went down two weeks ago, I think it was? Was it two like weeks? That, yeah. yeah, okay. So I'm looking, you know, and I'm looking at I'm looking at the YouTube, and I'm like, a page it's not loading. So try again later, try again later, try again later. I'm like, oh, okay. Force closed it. Download it up again. Retry, retry, retry. And I'm like, what the H? You know, and then I'm going to my work Gmail email, my work Gmail, nothing's happening. I'm like, oh, wow, wait. So everything kind of cleared up you know, late in the morning, but then the it's next a day, it's a tremendous amount of fun when it happens on a Monday, which is the day right. I upload F five live to YouTube. Right. <sighs> uh, I was like, that was crazy. And I, and I'm checking my work email address and I'm like, Oh, cause uh, my work email address, I get hammered with work, work uh, emails. And I'm like, so I get, I was literally took me half the day on Monday catching up on all work email addresses. Work, work email it was a pain in the butt because you were getting the del- once it did come back, you were getting the delay. Yeah, latency. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So then it was the longest upload of my life. How long? How long did it take? Oh, I don't know. I left. <laughs> I we 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 schedule the show. Uh, uh, Pilch point to to publish at five thirty, and then F five live to publish at six. Mm-hmm. Um, I set both of them back an hour. Uh, Pilch point actually did publish, and then uh, I had to walk away because mm-hmm. uh, I had other things I had to do that night. Right, right. <laughs> and and by the time I got back to my computer, back to the computer at like nine thirty. It looked like it was just finishing. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. that was fun. Yeah, yeah, really. So, to add more you, an- insult to you, injury, you do make me want to go make sure that it did publish because I did not one hundred percent check. So I'm going to do that right now while okay. we talk. While while he's doing that, so do you think that happened? Uh, everything was up and running. I think it was roughly around 10 a.m., 10:30 a.m. Eastern time, roughly on Monday. Then on Tuesday, um, Gmail started having problems again, um, where their uh, Google status dashboard described as a quote significant subset of users seeing error message, high latency, and or unexpected and or other unexpected behavior. Um, apparently, um, there was reports from TechCrunch said that um, emails were instantly bouncing. Uh, rival email service ProtonMail even says some emails sent to Gmail have been, quote, permanently lost and will be sent again. Um, the uh, the Gmail status dashboard says that any problems resolved um, on um tuesday just before 10 p.m eastern time which is no yeah tuesday um just before 10 p.m eastern time (laughs) so what the again (laughs) what is going on with google i mean this happened like i said this happened roughly two weeks ago and it has happened this week i mean is it really like you know, is it like, are they really having problems with, again, with their servers or is it like, is it, 
they're not keeping up on their uh, not keeping up on their maintenance. <laughs> it's all very interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. You you wonder with with the stuff that's come out this week about solar winds if right if that's been involved anywhere in the process, you know, you, you immediately have to start wondering mm-hmm. Two, a couple of weeks apart, massive outages for a company like this. We know for sure that Microsoft was hit by it. And Microsoft has had a couple of outages over the last couple of weeks. Xbox mm-hmm. live was down for a while, which is probably because of the new console, but you can't rule out the possibility now that you know that they were involved in this hack. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if Google's involved in it somewhere too. So, yeah, that yeah. I remember the uh, there was a story. I think Todd, I put it in Todd and with um, in the rundown on Monday. Yeah, on Monday was it Monday? No, it was Thursday. That uh, something happened with Solar Wind and all the there's hacks going on. So yeah, yeah. So that could be a conspiracy that it may be tied be. in. Well, yeah. I mean, um, we're, we're talking about with solar winds. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of corporations that mm-hmm. have this software installed. Now, not all of them downloaded the bad update. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not all of the ones that did were compromised. But just having a backdoor in your management suite is mm-hmm. enough to potentially cause problems, even if it's not compromised. You know, right. if that back door is even knocked on accidentally, it could bring a system to its knees. Mm-hmm. So good news. The episode was definitely published. Hooray. All right. And YouTube found two copyright infringements of ours. So oh, no. that's... <laughs> Well, at least thank you, YouTube, for finding them. They're from two and three years ago, but whatever. Oh, jeez. The woes you're having with YouTube. Oh, boy. They're a mess. (laughs) And that's why I, you know, it's, I mean, I don't want to, well, I don't want to get, we're not going to get taken down from YouTube because we're a tech podcast. And and I think there's a lot of people, including us, that have slammed uh, (laughs) youtube and <laughs> besides besides yeah. us, so just don't don't go cheering on the antitrust case that <laughs> oh well that's well that's well that yeah, might get you in trouble that well that's not yeah that yeah that, <laughs> that won't that won't be smart but there's also news about uh about um youtube a little bit later <laughs> oh good yeah you're gonna love this they're um, my favorite Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of well, speaking of Google um, and YouTube, um, they have gone and they r- rid of the Google Home backs. Um, this is their there was their original large smart speaker meant to provide hi-fi audio. Uh, they have shared with Engadget um, that is no longer manufacturing the device and it's sold out of the last few units on the Google Store. Existing users will still see support for the foreseeable future, and there are no plans and support for this or the original Google Home. Uh, this launched uh, in 2017 for $399, which I think is extremely pricey for uh, for a speaker. Where it had a dual 4.5-inch high excursion woofers and two custom tweeters. Um, 
their most recent speaker is the Nest Audio. It's supposed to design designed to provide high quality audio even smaller bodies. The <clears throat> excuse me, the Nest Audio has a dedicated 75 millimeter woofer and 19 millimeter tweeter, and comes with software designed to provide better sound with those components. Um, now Google is trusting that quote existing Google Home existing Google Home Max users shouldn't worry as they won't see a change in their service. We'll continue to offer software updates and security fixes to Google Home devices. We're committed to delivering great sound and whole home audio features across all of our assistant-enabled products. So Google, Google loves to kill services. And there's a great site, killbygoogle.com. And they have nice. killed, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it, they've killed different services over the past several years um, they also killed, um, I think, I can't remember what the name of it was. It was reported today that they reported something about for smart home, Google something, Google. Um, uh, uh, Andro oh, damn. Android, it's like Android embedded, but it's not called that. Exactly. Yeah, it's Android things or something. Yes, Android things. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, they killed, they killed that too. In you know, fairness, in fairness, it will not be a loss because nobody used it. They right. never got they never got market uh, buy in on it. So that one wasn't a big deal. Yeah, um, three hundred dollars. Who would buy a speaker for three hundred dollars when you have other products like Alexa? There's Alexa devices. Lo there's... Lots of people. Lots of people pay money for expensive speakers, um, including ones with with uh, you know smart capabilities built in i mean klipsch has has speakers for thousands but here's the thing they are a speaker company mm -hmm. that, right. that's what klipsch does mm -hmm. google is a search company <laughs> right they're not a speaker company mm -hmm. yes the google home max sound quality is by far the best dedicated smart speaker on the market mm -hmm. but it's still not it's still google branded and so right. the idea of trying to to justify 400 dollars for a speaker to a company that doesn't make speakers is confusing mm -hmm. but here is the reason why the google home max is being discontinued it is the last product in the pre-nest family mm -hmm. um on the market and so this is the official end of the Google Home, um, and every everybody is Nest now. This will be the future is Nest for this stuff for today. Mm -hmm. How many times have we seen the Google TV brand used? Uh, right, you know, or the or now they or they changed their name to Android TV. Well, so Google TV and Android TV were competitors. And then they discontinued Google TV in favor of Android TV. And then they released a Chromecast recently with something called Google TV on it, which is not a competitor. It is an app on top of. He's one that's. Yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of Chromecast, <laughs> but but yeah, so that's that's what's happening. Uh, in reality, it's the Google Home brand. The Google Home family has officially been wrapped up. Everything uh, going forward will be under the Nest brand, which is an established 
and trusted smart home <clears throat> brand, which is very different than putting Google's name on it. You know, right. they tried to go the other way, right? They tried mm. to put Google's name on the Nest thermostat and sales went down. Mm. They took the Google name off why, and sales went back up. Why would they... What you what? Why wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be like if you want to put your name out there? Wouldn't that be make sense to put Google name on it instead of just plant to saying just well, the Nest? Calling it the Google Nest thermostat was different than calling it the Google thermostat or the Nest thermostat. Pairing the two brands worked. Okay, but just trying to call it Google didn't. So Nest is a trusted name in the space long before they're purchased they're purchased by google um and so they're trying to play on that and i don't blame uh, okay. them okay that's it, fair it makes more sense it makes more sense yeah that's fair i that's that's fair name recognition but also name recognition is key uh -huh. you know and you know and they and it's it is it is their their product and you know so they want to put as much you know they want to put as much marketing pull, pull and play out of it yeah so that would yeah, that would make sense. Okay. So some people, some people don't know Nest and don't trust it. You know, they, the the trust isn't built there. So they mm -hmm. see the Google name, they're like, "Oh, I know that a product from Google will be supported." So that's a good sign. Right. It's right. not true, but, right? <laughs> but whatever. Because um, there's always Google Wave, and then mm -hmm. on the other, and that was killed um, too. <laughs> indeed. Uh, and then on the other side, it was one of our uh, original running jokes on F Five Live before it was called that. Um, okay. and then on the other side, um, you've got people who know Nest and want to see that name. So putting both of them makes sense. And that's, that's going to be the future. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay. Other news this week, uh, Roku and mm -hmm. Warner media reached an agreement for its distribution of the HBO max of HBO max, excuse me, on their Roku platform. And this has been seven months after the after HBO Max launched. Um, HBO Max is now live on Roku uh, right now. Uh, it was effective one effective yesterday. Um, the deal gives the streaming coverage streaming source coverage on all major all major over the top platforms. Um, in its absence, when it was not on Roku, Roku it, count including the PlayStation Five, mm -hmm. which also launched. Yep. <laughs> yep, that was announced. It was announced yesterday or the day before. I think it was announced yeah, the day before. something like that. Okay, all right. Um, in terms of the deal were not disclosed, but both sides claim they are pleased with finally resolving the differences. Um, uh, Warner Media was looking to nail down HBO Max packed with Roku as service's last major distribution partner ahead of the December 25th day and date premiere, which I'm happy about because I'm one definitely want to see this movie, um, Wonder Woman 1984. And under this deal, uh, Roku users who have already subscribed to HBO through Roku will have will have the existing HBO app on the devices uh, automatically updating to HBO Max app, and be able to log in oh. using their existing existing HBO credentials. Avram just discovered last week that he had HBO Max because of the upgrade. <laughs> He didn't know he had a subscription. He's like, hooray, I don't have to pay anything extra for Wonder Woman. Yep. And I just win. got, yep, it's it's win-win. Um, uh, Scott Rosenberg, uh, senior VP of Roku's platform business, said in a statement, quote, 
We believe that all entertainment will be streamed, and we are thrilled to partner with HBO Max to bring their incredible library of iconic entertainment brands and blockbuster slate of direct-to-streaming theatrical releases to the Roku households. More, with more than 100 million people that have made Roku the number one TV streaming platform in America. He also um, mentions, quote, ads, excuse me, quote, reaching mutually beneficial agreements where Roku grows together with our partners, how we deliver an exceptional user experience at an incredible value to consumers. And we are excited by the opportunity to deepen our longstanding relationship with the team at Warner Media. Uh, alluding to the controversial Warner Brothers film strategy, formerly strategy, excuse me, Tony Goncalves, uh, Chief Revenue Officer at Warner Media, sent a statement, quote, we're breaking new ground months ahead and we cannot wait, we can't wait to work with our longtime partners at Roku to build on our past successes and bring HBO Max's best in class quality entertainment to Roku's large and highly engaged audience. So. That's good news all around, and the the controversy about <laughs> Warner Brothers has been been talked about for the past several weeks, and I know you guys were talking about it um, last Sunday. Uh, it's it's all it's good. It's this battle's not going to stop. <laughs> I mean, it's great yeah. on Roku, but this battle with Warner Media and yeah. the strategy and the they, theaters, yeah, the theaters it's going to be a mess for a while. <laughs> um, but this is good for a lot of people uh, mm-hmm. because. A lot of people have Roku TVs, whether they use it or not is a different topic, but a lot of people have Roku as as their uh, smart TV platform, so, so much so that it's almost hard to find a TV on the market that's not Roku-powered, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as you're watching a live video right now. <laughs> yeah. He's the, pointing the, to the... Uh, to the, the one to that's here in, in my studio is roku powered the replacement tv is a roku tv we don't use it you know, this mm-hmm. is what it's used for this neighbor but <laughs> um but yeah i mean even even this thing is roku powered because it was the only 32 inch 1080p television on the market <laughs> uh it was a roku powered tv so i mean it's lots of people have it whether they use it or not it's a different topic but lots of people have it and this is going to to give exposure uh, to HBO Max for for a lot of people, whether it's built into your TV or you have a, a standalone uh, streaming device, like I actually have in my living room. It's funny to have to to own a Roku TV and not use it and have an over the top <laughs> Roku <laughs> device that I do use. <laughs> it's very strange, but. I didn't want to buy an Apple TV and Apple gave me a year of Apple TV plus for free. Roku was the way to go. <laughs> $35 or $250. I wonder. <laughs> well, you got a lot of years, so I wouldn't be Which too surprised. Is the better, <laughs> Which is the better choice? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, you know, that, that plays into it a lot, right? Because even if you don't have a smart TV, right. For like, I think for as low as 30 bucks and on Black Friday, I think you could get one for 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yep. can get a Roku over the top. That's not just like a stick. That's like a proper thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to it's hard to ignore that. And that's right. that's the reason why they're, they're the number one TV streaming platform in America. And I didn't and I was I mean, I knew of different 
um, devices. I didn't like again in the beginning. I didn't know that Roku, Roku was that was that popular. Um, I and again, if it was if it was me, I you know with my with my wife and my family and notwithstanding. But if it was me, I would just get rid of the cable because we have um, Fios TV and internet. Um, but if it was me, I would be like, screw it. I'm getting a Roku, and I already have. I got HBO already. Um, I have Amazon. I have Netflix. I have Hulu. What else? Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. I'm thinking missing something. Missing anyway, if it was me, I would like throw all that on there, and I'll be a happy puppy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 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 And I would. And yeah. It would, and it would save me. You know, it would save me a tremendous amount of money. And I, you know what? That's another thing I should have added <laughs> for clean up your tech. <laughs> no, actually, Dave put that in. But um, you know, saving money. You know, because a lot of the a lot of the streaming services now, you know, are the ad free. Uh, the um, with ads, um, with Peacock and everything. I highly mm-hmm. recommend. You know, if you're saving money for 2021, different tangent. I know, but screw it. Um, you know. Use like the like Hulu. A lot of the services offer, you know, cheap plans. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely go with that. And then things when things improve, you know, jump back on to, you know, the uh, no ads, what have you. So, sure. But. And and look at bundles, right? Mm-hmm. Because like if you're one one of the things that that Avram's been talking about forever, and uh, you've mentioned I think a couple of times mm-hmm. is using Amazon Prime channels. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to subscribe sometimes less than retail to other services. And then you've got the Hulu bundle, right? The, yep. the new one that just, that just launched. That's, uh, who I want to keep wanting to call it Hulu plus <sighs> hasn't been that in years. No, uh, that's right. <laughs> because there hasn't, because there hasn't been a free version of Hulu for years. So right. the Hulu with, uh, uh, without ads, Right, is now in a bundle with Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. ESPN, yep, and I, that that's another great deal. So it is. You know, look for those deals. Look for ways to do that. And and Hulu offers uh, something similar to the Amazon channels as well. So yep. you can add uh, additional things on that way. It's you know there, there there are bundles. There are ways to save money. Yeah, there is definitely, and yeah, especially with Amazon. And you're right. Yeah, I um um. And also too, with it's less than also with um, CBS All Access. No, excuse me, Paramount Plus. It's oh, not there yet. I, no, no, it's no. But it's it's coming now. But yeah. I'm just I sh- I still shudder <laughs> at that name. <laughs> I still yeah, shudder at CBS All Access. So. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. They showed me one today. Uh, like you are I, barking up the wrong tree, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so definitely check it he's yeah definitely check that out it's really good you know nothing wrong with uh shopping around but also saving if you want to save money in 2021 you know that'll be the best bet all right next up um the f federal trade commission um announced on monday it is requiring nine tech companies to share information about how they collect and use data from their users Amazon, TikTok owner, ByteDance, Discord, Facebook, and its subsidiary WhatsApp, Reddit, Snap, Twitter, and Google owned <laughs> Google's own YouTube were each sent orders to hand over information about their data practices. The companies have 45 days to respond from the date they received their orders. 
Along with details of how the services collect and use data, the agency is seeking information about how they how they determine which ads to show their users, uh, whether algorithms or data analytics are used on personal information, how they, quote, measure, promote, and research engagement from users and how their data impacts their data practices impact children and teens. The FCC is using authority under Section 6B of the FTC Act, which allows to allows it to pursue broad studies separate from law enforcement. The agency launched a separate 6B study earlier last year, earlier this year, excuse me, to examine past acquisitions by Google Parent, Alphabet, Amazon, Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Microsoft that would not have been subject to pre-reporting rules mergers. Chairman Joe Simon said at the time that while a 6B study is not connected to enforcement action, the merger review could, quote, definitely inform enforcement. There's a lot in here um, to, to dissect, um, and, um, basically, and there's a few companies um, uh, talked um, – had a statement. Uh, Twitter says um, in a statement, "quote We're working as always. As always, we we're working as we always do to ensure the FTC has the information to uh, it needs to understand how Twitter operates its services." Um, uh, Discord um, says um, in a statement, uh, "They." Discord takes user privacy very seriously and we look forward to working with the FTC to answer their questions about, about our privacy practices. Importantly, there are no ads on Discord. We make no money, we make no money from advertising, selling user data to advertisers, sharing users' personal information with others. Instead, the company generates revenue directly from users through a paid subscription called Nitro. Reddit said in a statement, um, we are looking forward to working with the FTC and sharing with them our user practices user privacy user privacy policy and practices. Uh, the other companies that were named in the order did not immediately respond to the CNBC story that didn't that did not respond to uh, request for comment. So my whole thing is my whole take is on this is that I'm not really thrilled with government getting involved in people's yeah. business. In this instance, especially when they're specifically asking for the secret sauce on how the businesses keep their lights exactly. on. Exactly. Exactly. And if, it's an, if it's an FTC investigation and not a law enforcement investigation, mm-hmm. it means that the results will eventually find their way into the Library of Congress, exactly. which would mean, which would mean that the way that the secret sauce behind these businesses will be public record. That mm-hmm. is terrifying. Mm-hmm. As as people who live and work in the tech space. Mm-hmm. The idea of of the thing that makes our business work being public information, it's the reason why I don't believe in software patents 99% of the time because mm-hmm. you're just telling the public how your thing works. Right. <laughs> it's not a great idea most of the time. And I feel the same way here. It's the reason why things like the Google algorithm or the, the base bit of the Google algorithm aren't patented not just because it's updated 417 times a year, which is an honest to God number from 2019. I think it was 417, which is more than once a day. Um, <laughs> if you believe you're an SEO expert, you're wrong. <laughs> absolutely no way to be when the algorithm changes more than once a day. Anyway, but you um, know, but you know, Scott, and and I know that with Google, they they know about you. 
the average consumer in yeah. a way in the average consumer in a way i i don't believe the go the, the government should know our business but but partly i i agree with you 100% that they want to know how they make their money basically but they know but they want to know like how the one part the only thing i kind of agree with this is that how they're getting their data i know how they're getting their their data you know how but yeah. i think there's a lot of people in our audience and we have and there's a lot of people that we come in passing you know my wife for example doesn't only check you know has an android phone doesn't use a google account but she doesn't know like you know anything that she goes on like like example cookies and little other things like that mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize that when you type in any information in or getting a query back you know a google search or anything like that it's knowing exactly what you're mm -hmm. doing yeah and it's so, it's it's building a profile on you of varying degrees um, but so, so commissioner Phillips is the one dissenting, uh, vote on this. Right. And I think his statement kind of sums up what I'm thinking. Mm. <clears throat> he, he basically says, I agree with the stated goal of the inquiry. However, They've asked for way too much stuff that does not apply to what they're investigating. Right. And so he voted against it, not because he thinks that what Google and Facebook are doing, I'm going to call out those two because honest to God, those are the two they're worried about. Um, <laughs> right. Right. Everybody else was asked simply to look like they're not going after the two companies that they are. Um, so, uh, Google and Facebook in particular, uh, you know, th they want to know certain information, but as, as Commissioner Phillips says, we've asked for way too much information. I agree with what we're trying to do. This isn't going to do it. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's yeah. my thing. As you were reading the things that, that they were asking for, I'm like, well, that's not relevant to what we're doing. I get it. The Federal right. Trade Commission is worried in particular about how I, I'm going to knock Facebook out for a second. They're, they're worried in particular about how the data tracking and the ad targeting affects right. uh, kids under 13. Right. That's what this is about. I can right. all but guarantee it because there are three separate active suits still against Google and YouTube on that mm -hmm. topic. But right. the idea of, of asking uh, to 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 see essentially the out. Oh, excuse me, the algorithm on how ads are shown. No, that right. That should absolutely be challenged in a court because there's no right. way the FTC has the authority to ask for that. Right. No, I, that I agree with you 100. I that I agree wholeheartedly. I just think that. They're asking. That's what I think that they're going way too far in this. Yeah. Way too far. And if they want, if if an investigation into those practices is required, mm -hmm. get the FBI involved, because then I, it's a law enforcement matter, and that means that the actual research remains private, as mm -hmm. opposed to becoming part of the public record, right? Which is a very different thing. Well, again, I think that they're really concerned about, you know, um, I think they're really, I think what's going to happen is that what's going to happen is when they go to 
analyze all this stuff. I think that the, what they're going to do is they're going to probably do, they're going to have another Congress. They're going to probably have another um, uh, committee, mm-hmm. with, like they had this past year with Facebook and and Google, they had Facebook out there. They had Twitter with Jack Dorsey, who scares the living crap out of me. <laughs> and they're going, and they're basically going to go. And that's what really bothers me with how Congress operates. The, I don't care what side you're on, Republican or Democrat or different, but they they have to put Congress when these companies they put in a, a spin in. It's so it's so politically driven. And it's like the government is for we the people by the and by the people. Mm-hmm. That's why I think that while I, this is exactly the reason why part of it, I don't think they should we should know what's going on with our data. Absolutely, I agree with you 100. But if it's for other means, it's there's no need. Period. There's no need for it. Yeah, and it and it wastes millions of dollars of taxpayer money for it. For sure. Yeah, I I have tons of problems with this all while 100% supporting the concept. I I 100% agree that somebody needs to know, in particular, uh, YouTube and TikTok, because um, both of those companies have active lawsuits about youth protection. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody needs to know how and why uh, the data for those two companies is collected and used. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. I do not believe right. that it is the Federal Trade Commission because yep. it is not a stock and uh, a stock or a or a a business thing. It's a it's a whether or not they violated the law thing, and that's right. the FBI. Yep. Yep. So absolutely. Yeah. This is all. This is ninety five percent about YouTube. Three mm-hmm. percent about Facebook and two yep. percent about TikTok, and everybody else was included just because. Because because here's the thing: they went after Apple, who Facebook is going after because oh. Apple required Facebook to disclose the data that they're collecting, mm-hmm. and Facebook is furious. Um, yeah. And it went into effect yesterday, I think. Um, and and Facebook is furious. And uh, so, you know, while Apple themselves misbehave with data, mm-hmm. when it comes to others collecting data, because, you know, Apple has that we're not part of the rules. They apply to you and not to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're one of those companies. Uh, you know, they do weird things with data. But like they've been a champion of making other people admit to what they're doing with data. Mm-hmm. So weird. Yep. Inclu- including Apple in that group is. Yeah. That's, weird. No, that's an on. That's I saw that. Um, that was, that's an, that's an ongoing battle. And with, the, and with this going on, this is going to be, I guarantee this could be another committee. <laughs> so and, we're going to, and here's the thing, when it gets to Congress, all of that's a stage show um, mm-hmm. because none of those people understand what they're saying. No, no, you're no, right. Nobody in the room under, and I don't remember her name, but the, the, I think she's Hawaiian maybe, or, or of Asian descent. I honest to God, oh, I'm not even sure that. if she speaks English because she doesn't ever understand what's happening in that room. The, I know you're talking about it's, um, 
Oh, I can't remember her name. I'll probably think about it later. I'll, it's I, I know what you're, what you're talking about, and I think Todd has kind of chastised her on several occasions. <laughs> it's not even so much a chastise so much as uh, if you watch her, you're like, I think you're in the wrong room. I think you're supposed to be in the gallery. You're a visitor, right? There's no way somebody elected you because the he, things you're saying are not relevant to the conversation. No, he's he's chastised her about about that on more more than one occasion. <laughs> and he, and he said he said I'm so glad I'm not in, in Hawaii anymore. <laughs> Oh, so she is from Hawaii. See, it was yes. a guess. Yeah, guess. Was. See, it was totally racial profiling, and I was right because <laughs> you can look at her, and she looks like she's of of native Hawaiian descent. Yeah, it's. I, I believe it's not her. I think it's from. She's from. She's a from Hawaii. Yeah, and I, I am pretty. I'm pretty sure that Todd has chastised her on more than one occasion about Maybe. about her and the government. Maisie Hirono <laughs> is her name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She's definitely the one I was thinking of. Yep. She oh well a lot of she, time... at, she never seems to know what room she's in. And and that's the thing. Like when it comes to these important tech conversations, mm-hmm. everybody sounds like she always sounds. Everybody sounds yep. like they've wandered into the room a little drunk and they and they don't know what panel they're at. They're like, I, oh, um, I think you're the guy from Facebook. So I'm going to say a couple right. of of tech words, right, and then talk about whatever weird thing is on my mind for the day. There was it, one. There was one. So se- there was one. I can't remember if it was a con- it was a congressman or a senator, and it was where they were. He was at. He, um, Zuckerberg was at. It was. It wasn't this year. It was last year, I think. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned this blew up on Twitter, and he said something along the lines where he said, "If my phone is shut off, does Facebook know it, or something to that effect?" And Zuckerberg like looked at him inquisitively, had his head cocked to the side, and he. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said that. Something about no Facebook doesn't track you if you're for it's turned off or some weird thing. And they're acting, it's like I'm look and again, you're this is taxpayer money, and we have (laughs) you know, it's like you know, explain things, you know, like break things down so people can understand it. But again, it goes back to what I said before. It's like this is taxpayer money that's going into these committees. And, and the conver- in this part. case, and in this case, the conversation that would be had is going to involve advanced mathematics, <laughs> because that's what algorithms are. They're all about advanced mathematics. Mm-hmm. We're 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 talking. We're getting to the point where we're talking quantum mathematics. Mm-hmm. It's go- it's going to be big data and. And Hadoop processes, which mm-hmm. I know everybody who's listening right now, your eyes just glazed over because you don't know what that means. And neither do these people because right. if if this were 25 years ago, most of them were lawyers. Today, right? I honest to God, the most famous person in the house who is going to would be the one overseeing this was a bartender before becoming <laughs> – we're, we're not dealing with – 
25, 30, 50 years ago where, you know, the House and and, and the Senate might have been the best and brightest. It's Mm. not what we're dealing with today. We're getting people who have to ask their grandkids to program their VCR because they still have a VCR. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) And and they're going to oversee a conversation with with uh, with YouTube about advanced mathematics and algorithmic AI. Nope. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. I guarantee. <laughs> I, I guarantee it's not going to be. It. They're not going to discuss that. They're going to. Again, I think personally, I'm, we're going to keep an eye on this because I would love it's to see what be, happens. It's going to be a show. It's going to be a stage show. It, it's exactly. Have nothing to do with anything. And it always be, becomes that. Yep. And it's very. And it's how it's leans to the left or leans to the right. Again, I'm not. You know, by no means, I'm not. We're not going to the political political um, rabbit hole or anything like that. But. But honestly, I think that again, it has to it has to be like they think that one side is going to say this this way, one side's going to say the other. You know, I, I, I guarantee that's what's going to happen. It's going to it's going to be politically biased, and they're not going to get to the root cause of it, and they're not going to answer basic questions on certain things that matter most to people. And yeah, that, because they're not so. going to know because they're not going to know the questions to ask. That's that's the thing. Yeah, this is the same group of people that asked Amy Comey Barrett whether she had ever sexually assaulted someone. Right. Uh, right. That's right. why I always feel like these people are in the wrong room. Like they're supposed to be in the gallery watching and they somehow found a seat down at the bottom. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I, I don't think you know the questions to ask because, you know, personally, I mostly like amy but there were questions to ask and nobody asked them <laughs> but we but we did ask interestingly it was her again uh we did, we did ask whether she had ever sexually assaulted someone so you know it if that's what's happening on a simple subject of is a person a good person will they carry out the constitution and it goes bonkers like that mm-hmm. <laughs> um we're never going to get the right questions asked on something as complicated as, as high-end mathematics, algorithmic AI, right. you know, th- this is stuff that probably less than 1% of the population on the planet could have a conversation on. And these mm-hmm. are not the people to do it. Well, I think, you know, for all of our listeners and viewers watching, definitely, you know, if you want to know, we talk to your congressman, we talk to your senator, you know, you can do a search for it, you know, in government on your government website in my state in New Jersey or, you know, in Scott, you know, in Florida. You know, definitely reach out to your senator congressman if you're concerned about, you know, about certain things like this. You know, your house rep is probably better to reach out right. to because they're more mm-hmm. local and they're more likely to be the people overseeing this. Right. Definitely, definitely reach out. Yeah, definitely reach out and ask if you're if you're concerned about about you know your privacy or your data, which we'll talk about in a second. Again, oh good <laughs> with Amazon, <laughs> but in a funny way, I guess. But yeah, but yeah. Are we talking about the armband? No. <laughs> oh no, not the armband. <laughs> but yeah, definitely reach out to reach out and just ask. Couldn't hurt. It, you know, it's your you you're there that person you're that constituent. So definitely reach out. 
Um, speaking of um, reaching out, I guess, <laughs> um, Amazon has opened a custom clothing store, which is allowing all users in the U.S. to buy T-shirts that conform to the measurements and specifications. It's called Made for You. It requires you to submit details about your weight, height, body, weight, height, and body type, along with two photos of yourself through Amazon's Apple website. There are eight colors to choose from, and you can pick how long you like the T-shirt and sleeves to be. You have the choice between the two cotton, between two cotton-based fabrics, and you can decide what will what fit you what fit you like the shirt to have. Whether the T-shirt has a crew or V-neck is also up to you. And while Amazon can print your name on a label, once you have signed all that, you can see how your custom shirt looks on a virtual version of yourself and make adjustments before placing your order. The shirts cost $25 each. Now, there might be some privacy concerns regarding the custom T-shirt service um, that you have to give enough to submit photos. Amazon confirmed in Gadget. The photos are deleted after you use them to create a virtual body double. It also notes that you can update or delete your size information at any time. Um, me personally, it, it, I agree. This is the least of my concerns when it comes to Amazon and data privacy. Right. Because <laughs> the micro the microphones in the in the fitness band, which mm -hmm. is officially out this week too. Okay. That is terrifying. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm very self-conscious on by like taking a picture of myself, sure, sure, you know, and with my size, and I'm 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 140, excuse me, 150 pounds, soaking wet. Um, I can't really take a picture of myself, you know, and because when you go to a store, I like to go to the store and get it on my own. I usually buy clothes for myself, and I want to make sure it obviously it fits mm -hmm. you know for example um this is a funny story that i always tell people um but when i go to buy a pair of pants or jeans i have a size 30 waist and i it, it takes me this is no joke it takes me an hour or more in any store finding a pair of the 30 waist and i'm not going to i feel weird you know, if I'm going to, and it's, I'm not, there's no way in, God, in this garage, you know, it's been $25 for a t-shirt on Amazon. <laughs> Hard pass. Yeah. I just cannot see uh, this is a useful thing where a lot of people prefer going to a store, do browsing, see what the right color is. It's kind of hard to visual, be visual on a site when you don't know the color's right for you and yeah. things of that nature. So yeah. I, it's definitely not a service that's made for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um but I understand it. And I also understand that this is a prototype. It's not what they've said, mm -hmm. but this is clearly a prototype because the thing they want to get into for sure is custom tailored button downs. But this mm -hmm. is cheaper, right? <laughs> this is a cheaper prototype for them. Mm -hmm. But if they don't offer this service for dress shirts in the next 12 months, I'll be shocked. Yeah, because that's what this is for. Okay. Almost guaranteed. Yep. And this this is a technology prototype to make sure that they can custom make the right fit, the right everything for everybody's body type before they get into 
remote tailored dress shirts. Mm-hmm. Well, even that's where the money is. That's where the money is. <laughs> if if they can do remote tailoring of dress shirts, whoop, they've got all of the executives for the Fortune 500s. No. And that's enough to keep the the, the division open. <laughs> okay. Well, again, I I'm, I can't even do dress shirts because I'm not. <laughs> I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I am fascinated by this, and I might just have to try it. Okay. Just, just because it's, it's it's one of those things where you're like, this is just too weird. Yep. That I kind of feel like I need to go through it once. Just to be able to write about it because it's so weird, and that's why I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, in regard, I mean, because of Amazon. I mean, like, again, it goes back to what I, what I said. You know, the app Google knows you, and when the and, the, and you, what you search and everything. Amazon. I have an Amazon account. I use it religiously. In fact, I bought several Christmas presents. I'm not going to say what it is because uh, my my wife watches my, our podcast. Um, so. <laughs> So I'm not telling her. So I'm not blurting anything out. I will. I, I will tell. Uh, I will talk to Scott off the air. Obviously, you don't have a shared Amazon account. No, we do not. <laughs> because because I had to buy a Christmas present for one of our staff members because their family <laughs> shares an account. Oh, gee! And it was the best way for others to not find out what they bought. <laughs> exactly. So I. So a lot of. All the Christmas shopping that I do on Amazon, uh, I is you know I buy for my wife, my daughter, my mom, and a few others, and you know, and I also when I finish up my Christmas shopping, you know, I added Scott to my list because, um, <laughs> but again, this I'm still chuckling about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I um, yeah, so I can't. It's it's weird. I just can't. I mean, I would prefer like going to a store, you know, I and actually. If I want to buy clothes, and it's very rare, you know, I have a good, you know, clo- I, you know, I do have clothes and everything. I'm not like, you know, with the tars and feathers or anything like that. But, <laughs> but cast, uh, <laughs> like in the old movies, right? Suspenders, right? Yeah, and the, and the barrel. <laughs> yeah. Most but, most of the time, they were technically casks. They weren't mm-hmm. actually barrels. But yes, okay, I, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. That's right. You're right. But I just honestly, I just can't see myself giving amazon irregardless if they have my data or not you know or it's going to be stored in the cloud or it's going to be deleted i'm sorry i can't do it it's it's just i can't so it's my lanky body i'm going to create a special account for it i'm not going to do it on my real one (laughs) i will i will use here's my i've already worked this out in my head so i'm going to use i'm going to use the 30-day free trial of amazon prime Mm-hmm. And go. I'm gonna use and I'm gonna use privacy to create a, a temporary debit card <laughs> that I will use ju- so I can go create a new account just for this and then wash it away. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I have already got a plan on how to make this work. <laughs> All right. All right. I would love to know what happened because this should be that should be interesting. Yeah, I can't wait. This is gonna be weird. <laughs> and that should have been that should have been the show title okay <laughs> all right other news this week um now we all know that uh microsoft nintendo and sony are 
or having a battle amongst each other. Well, now, Microsoft and Sony, Nintendo tends to stay, stay in the background out of the out of right. the line out of, of fire. Right. <laughs> well, they have this, they have uh, outlined a set of common principles for safer gaming, particularly for younger players. Um, it's not radical, um, but it made it clear that they won't tolerate toxic players or and for other forms of abuse. Um, to start, they promise <laughs> a change of policy for Xbox Live, isn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> to start, they promise to the three promise to offer prevention prevention tools like customization, easy to use safety tools, codes of conduct, and systems that prevent abuse before it happens. The companies also vow to work with with government, law enforcement, and industry partners such as rating boards to foster safety. They believe hate, harassment, exploitation of young players have, quote, no place in gaming. Um, They they say they will make it easy to report abuse based on clearly outlined rules and say that they'll respond to, quote, all lawful requests from law enforcement. So So, this is a thing that's happening across the entire gaming industry right now because as – as we talked about on F5 Live this past week, um, the gaming industry is officially growing up. Uh, it has gone from, you know, a fringe part of society, especially streaming. Uh, it's gone from a fringe part of society to something that's being watched. Uh, people are paying attention. They weren't six months ago. They are now. It's why uh, Rhea has started filing DMCA takedowns on Twitch which they did not six weeks ago. <laughs> uh, you know, the industry is growing up. And so we're even seeing over at Twitch, um, you know, official policies and stuff go into place um, because they're being watched. The days of um, eight-year-olds shouting uh, racial slurs over Xbox Live are definitely behind us um, because... Companies like Microsoft can't allow things like that to happen under their name anymore. Um, so, you know, it's it's an interesting time for this industry. Um, everybody's trying to figure out how to wh- where they belong, right? How active do we want to be involved in it? Twitch wants to be super active. Microsoft wants to be mostly passive, um, but they want to figure out where they belong in that industry and how they can create a consistent experience. I don't necessarily think a consistent experience from a business perspective is a great idea because, you know, (laughs) there's a reason why weird behavior existed on Xbox and less so on PlayStation. And that's mostly because different standards um and so people who didn't want to be held down drifted over to xbox and people who knew that there were no rules over there went playstation i think for a bit from a business perspective that makes sense but from an industry that's under scrutiny i think the idea of working together to come up with consistent rules is is smart and it's going to be an important part of streaming Mm -hmm. um because you know that stuff carries over you know if you're if the rules on playstation and xbox are different 
and you're streaming to Twitch where the rules are different. Mm -hmm. You know, what can and can't you say? Can you get in trouble on Twitch for something somebody else said on Xbox Live? You know, mm -hmm. <clears throat> where does all of that stuff fall? So, um, you know, industries regulating themselves mm -hmm. works. We know that it works. The government doesn't have to be involved in it. Exactly. Uh, right. Uh, the the ratings on video games, on movies, on TV are all industry created concepts. Um, they're all self-regulated and they are consistent and they work. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> and so this is this industry saying, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to create an industry standard yep. that we can all agree to so that, you know, cross play if Let's say you're playing Call of Duty. You're a PlayStation player on Call of Duty, streaming your game to Twitch, and you're cross-playing with somebody on Xbox Live. And they say something that's okay on Xbox Live, but is not on PSN or or Twitch. Well, that would be that would be that would be in a sense um, not bullying, but trolling, wouldn't it? Uh, if they're doing it on purpose, if they're doing it to get you in trouble, for sure. But mm -hmm. if they're just behaving the way they always have on Xbox Live because mm -hmm. there's different sets of rules, right? that's just them being them. They don't even know you're on a PlayStation. They don't care. They don't right. know that you're streaming. They don't care. They're just being them in an environment that exists. And that environment just happens to be different from the places where you are. Right. You can get in trouble from twitch for something somebody said on xbox which is okay okay those kinds of things are what the industry is trying to figure out how do we how do we deal with how do we deal with music right so that people don't get in trouble on twitch for not doing anything wrong mm -hmm. because we've got to talk about the idiots in congress again we've got somebody who who has tried to put an amendment on a funding bill to make dmca strikes uh a criminal offense so you could do jail time for accidentally using copyrighted music from within a game on twitch really what i didn't see that i didn't see that isn't that insane that's insane that's insane so you know so this is the industry trying to get itself into a place where idiots right. like that don't have a chance to do stupid things like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And I think, again, I think a lot of, a lot of recently there has been a lot of not, not as much as years ago where I know that there's been people that have been bullied um, incessantly online, yeah. be it on Twitter or Facebook. And sure. um so in a way, so I agree that this is good. Where in fact, I I was going to put up in a lineup, but I but uh, about trolling and you know, and it's like, you know, I don't, you know, when you're on any type of social media or even gaming, you know, they're there for pl to play a game and get mm -hmm. immersed into that world, and I'm I'm all in for that. But when it comes to really being hurtful. Uh, speech or you know and any of that that's that shouldn't be you know i agree that this this is how they're doing this is you know is you know very good to do here's the thing with that people suck 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Um, and no amount of rules is going to stop uh, online abuse. That's going to happen right. because the internet is largely anonymous. Sure. Mm -hmm. You and I are not anonymous online. We are very connected with who we are. Yep. You know, if you're watching literally this and this are directly connected. If right. I, if I say right. something here, you know how to, yeah. to respond to me, you know, you'll see mine over there, my finger. <laughs> and so, you know, you and I aren't anonymous. We have chosen right. not to be, but there right. are lots of people who choose to be anonymous. Right. I literally game either under my personal name or under the company name. Mm -hmm. Half the time it's under the company name because I'm doing, you know, game reviews and stuff. So right. most, most of my life has lived under the company name. I'm not anonymous at all. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm very like, I'm very aware of the things that I say online because I mm -hmm. know that it's connected right back to me and mm -hmm. my company and this show and mm -hmm. all these other things. But there's people, you know, there's, there's a, as Steven Crowder likes to say, there's blue eggs on Twitter, mm. right? That yep. come at, that have 17 tweets and all of them are mean towards a woman. Yep. Yeah. And yep. that's just the nature of the internet. Right. And, and, and no amount of rules is going to stop that because as soon as, oh, you're, you're in trouble. Great. I'll go create another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And I, for me, and for me, I'm, and like you said, I'm, for me, I'm, you know, I'm my Twitter name, you see on my bottom of the screen there, watching, um, you know, I, you know, I follow a lot of people on Twitter. I follow Scott, I follow a lot of people on Twitter, but when I see like people bashing someone that I follow, I'm like, look, you know, I'm going to call them out on it, you know? And if I, you know, if I retweet it, you know, and I'm like, look, you know, tell this person what's for, you know, and, you know, and if there's a and if there's a comment that I would make, you know, good or bad, but also in the same token, I'm not going to respond to another person and say you suck or you know or die, what have you. I'm going to be respectful, right? You know, but I, but see the, the 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 thing is, I wouldn't do that in person either. But there are people right. who would. Oh, absolutely. There are absolutely. people who would say that right to your face, and they're the people who are going to say it online too. And then there's yep. a group of people who are going to say it only online because of that that veil of anonymity, the at random letters. And I understand mm -hmm. I'm not exactly one to talk because my company name was generated on a random letter generator. I get it, mm -hmm. but... <laughs> Honestly, I'll I'll tell the story on that someday. I haven't told it on our show in a long time. Uh, but uh, so I, but it's very it's very connected with me now. Um, but you know, at you know, twelve random letters and a blue egg because that's the default profile picture, and then they go out on a crazy spree. And right. as soon as they get banned, no problem. Yep. Random letter generator, sign up again because mm -hmm. I can create an Outlook or a, or a Gmail account real quick with that same random letters mm -hmm. and create a Twitter account and start harassing again. And yep. you can do that with a lot of these services. So, you know, right. getting rid of there's been a lot of talk about the way to deal with online harassment. One was verification. and There's no way that'll ever work either. Mm -hmm. um, 
part of what we need to do is we need to go back to the old days of teaching people to have thicker skin. Uh, Absolutely. That is a, that is a cultural mistake to have dropped that. Um, Especially now that people get to be anonymous. And now since none of us get to go outside, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our whole lives are lived through anonymity, but anyway, that's only tangentially related to the topic. There are, there are ways to cut down on the overt problems. Right. I think, I think I think the idea that Twitch has officially banned the word simp and virgin mm. is insane. I think that's going way too far. That came out this week. What? Well, using using the word virgin on Twitch is officially a problem. <sighs> but I think that there are places like what these three are doing because these three yep. are looking at all the conditions and going, okay. Microsoft says, well, you know, we we already tried to prevent using the word gay and we banned a guy who was literally at Fort Gay in the military. Oops. So that's not good. <laughs> We've all had our mistakes. How can we put our mistakes together and find right. a thing that works? So define, define, define something, define some common ground. Yeah. And an, and an industry standard that we yeah. all know that in the gaming world we can live within. And I think that's an important thing because if you're playing on Xbox today and PlayStation tomorrow and PC on, on Sunday, what are the rules? <laughs> what is the culture here? We don't know. And so, you know, finding a common gaming culture, I think is, is a good first step. Yep. Yep. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Other news this week, Google's latest Chromecast with Google TV is going in. There you go. (laughs) It's going in in one of its biggest missing apps where they're announcing it'll be soon offering an Apple TV app in early 2021. The Apple TV app will function. Scott's loving this. The Apple TV app will function similarly to other versions of Apple service on other devices, allowing subscribers to watch Apple TV Plus original shows. Movies and documentaries, including Ted Lasso and other shows that are not Ted Lasso, which are therefore less good. This is from... <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, mm-hmm. Those Apple TV originals will be integrated into Google TV's content aggregation system to allow like the software... <laughs> right. <laughs> Allowing the software to recommend them based on their interests. Additionally, the Apple TV app will give Comcast Chromecast users access to their purchased iTunes libraries of TV shows and movies, as well as any Apple TV channels to which you already subscribe. Google hasn't given an exact date for the Apple TV app, but it promises the app should launch in early 21. First on Chromecast with Google TV, then followed by other, we mentioned it, other Android TV OS power devices. So, because that's the differentiator, right? Even the Chromecast Google TV is Android TV based, but Google TV is a UI on top of it, which is not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm thank putting, you, Google, for helping me explain the weirdness that is that rebrand. And I'm putting my, I'm putting this out, you know, drinks on me if I'm wrong. They're going to announce this at CES when they're going to announce it, when they're announced the date for it. They'll show, oh, yeah. And they'll show it off in action. It, yep. So I'm going to, although. Definitely- Although Google doesn't have a press conference at CES, so they'd have to do it in their virtual storefront. Nope. Okay. Show floor booth. 
Right. So I'm going to keep an eye on it. I mean, we're going to keep an eye on CES. Um, so I'm def- this is one of the things I'm going to keep an eye on. So if I'm wrong, drinks on me. It's it's definitely or a good it's definitely it's definitely a good move. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll cancel out the other one that you exactly. already owe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Prime Day. From Prime Day, right? Right. So, so this is important for a couple of reasons. There are a couple of high-profile streaming platforms, uh, and by that I mean smart platforms that offer streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, they are obviously Roku, which we discussed earlier, already has Apple TV. It's the right. reason why I purchased one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The the second is Android TV slash Chromecast. Um, then you have uh, your your um, gaming platforms, mm-hmm. Xbox and PlayStation. Neither of them have Apple TV. So this is. Roku and Google trying to justify their ex- existence in a time when almost everything is available on the gaming consoles because they're easy to develop for and uh, Microsoft and Sony don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I've published to the Xbox. They don't care. They, <laughs> they're not worried about nothing. Um, so it's real easy to 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 publish to them and mm-hmm. with that you know google is trying to justify their existence um and having apple tv is a is a big step forward for that now granted when uh when apple releases their their triad of of apps for windows that will be um that will be windows store that's not what it's called anymore uwp That'll be UWP apps, which they announced like a year ago. That will almost certainly be available on the uh, on the Xbox One and the Xbox Series. Mm-hmm. But for now, it sets these two above the consoles, which is important, right? And that's why the integrated UI, that's why Google TV exists, um, is again trying to set themselves apart from other platforms that have a thing. And speaking of other tangents, um, with Apple TV, uh, they're airing the Charlie Brown's Christmas special on Apple TV. Which, if which, I remember correctly, just like the Thanksgiving special, you don't have to be a subscriber to uh, to take advantage of. Right. But it's also, but they also, from what I understand, they're airing it on PBS. But I'm like, yes. my... <laughs> which they did not for Thanksgiving. Right. They, right. Yeah, they did that for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people, including my uh, my wife, who in, who enjoys it as much as I do, and she told me, said that they should stick a warm up apples. <laughs> but the good news is that you didn't have to be an Apple TV subscriber. You didn't have right. to purchase it. It was available for free. And right. now with this, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, if if they try and pull this crap again in the future, yep, it It'll won't be just on... be it won't just be Apple and. Uh, and Roku devices, it'll yeah, also on, include on, Google on, devices. So yep. we'll have this will be, I think the number works out to like 88% of over the top streaming mm-hmm. would be covered by those three. So most people, right. you just won't have it on your Xbox or PlayStation. But that's exactly. A whole different for, beast. That's a whole different beast, right? For now. Which you might, if uh, if we see those UWP apps finally come, Apple. Mm hmm. You're on it like you're on it like Donkey Kong. (laughs) 
All right. Speaking of streaming services, let's add another one to the list. Um, BB Studios on Wednesday unveiled plans for BB Select. It's a new uh, subscription subscription streaming channels at FIM Top of Fest. Uh, it'll launch in the U.S. and Canada in early 2021. Uh, BB Select will be available as a subscription channel on Amazon Prime Video and the Apple TV app. There you go. Which puts it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Between and, those two, you're everywhere. Yep. And we'll specialize in news programming around culture, politics, and ideas. At launch, shows will, will include some never before streamed in North America, according to its website, including Louis Thoreau BBC documentary Selling Sex. And I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, <laughs> surviving America's most hated family. I have <laughs> actually watched it. It is fascinating. Which, surviving America's selling, selling sex. Fascinating. Okay. okay, you got to tell me about that a little later. <laughs> is it what I think it is, or is it? Maybe. All right, tell me later. <laughs> Channel 4's Grayson Perry, Big American Road Trip, and exclusives like Mary, Be- Mary Beard's Shock of the nu- <laughs> Nude. <laughs> wow, people in Britain got some really cool stuff. And Adam Adam Curtis's All Watch Over by Machines of Loving Grace. It will join... <laughs> I'm still getting haunted by this set, <laughs> but anyway, um, it'll join other BB Studios international subscription channels, including BBC Earth and BBC Brit. Um, BB Select will also be will also be among a growing number of streaming services that launched in the last two years, including Disney Plus, HBO Max, and NBC's Peacock. BB Select's price, launch date, and full lineup has yet to be announced. I was so disappointed. I heard BBC Studios, BBC Select, and Channel 4. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is this like an official BBC Brit box? Mm. No. <laughs> no. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> because I would love an official way to watch things like 8 out of 10 cats. Uh you know, these things that are very British and very unavailable <laughs> in North America, except for maybe one or two seasons. So mm-hmm. I was very disappointed. I was I was hoping that this was this was gonna be like a North American version of four for all. No. Which is their which is Channel 4's streaming service in the UK. It's called Four for All. Okay. Dumb name, but whatever. Yeah, I <laughs> and I still can't get over. Well, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna find out that later. Okay, all right, um, <laughs> all right. Over um, the what's uh, streaming, and I'm going to share my screen. Give me here we go. All right, over on Disney Plus. Speaking of <laughs> all the movies and TV shows coming in January 2021, uh, on January 1st you have 700 Sharks, Doctor Seuss's Horton Hears a Who, more um, shark or, stuff, more shark stuff. <laughs> uh, January 8th, um, a lot of Star Wars: Force of Destiny volumes one through four. Uh, January 15th. Um, Dr. Doolittle 3. I didn't even know they made a third one. 
yeah it's it's bad (laughs) but here honestly here's the only thing that matters wandavision okay that's the only thing that matters that day is wandavision everything else is a bonus it's (laughs) nothing else matters in january for disney plus except wandavision that is enough for me that like that's the thing that's gonna finally get me on the disney plus bandwagon What's WandaVision? Is by is that by uh, Wanda Sykes? No, it's uh it's Marvel. It's uh oh, okay. Sorry. It's it's Wanda and, and Vision. It's uh it's uh Scarlet Scarlet Witch and uh and Vision in a in a sitcom, essentially. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it it looks so weird. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh I've watched every second of everything that I can possibly watch on it so far, and it looks so weird, and I cannot wait. Okay, I'm gonna have to get back to my into my Marvel lore. I miss it so much. Okay, all right. Over on um, this is all. This is all. Have this. On, we'll, we will have this in the show notes. Um, over on lifehacker, lifehacker.com, What's coming to Hulu in January 2021? Uh, January first. Um, do you use Mark and Eve, Ryan Seacrest? I didn't think that's gonna be well. It's on. It's part of ABC. So yeah. Oh. I guess. They'll be socially distanced, mm-hmm. and nobody will be in Times Square. No, I, no. I wonder what it's going to look like. They are expecting, like the industry is expecting, so little out of New Year's this year that mm-hmm. T-Mobile, as part of T-Mobile Tuesday, is giving every. They scheduled Justin Bieber's first live concert in years mm. for New Year's Eve because they're like, there's no way anything that ABC, NBC, and Fox are going to do is going to be interesting. So. How about we just uh, do our own thing? T-Mobile's like, let's just do our own thing. It's fine. I went. I it, my wife and I went to Times Square um, New Year's Eve many many years ago, and she never been there. I've never been there, so we decided to go there, and it was like close to like half a million plus people, and we're all in these um, barricades, and or we're in pen. Excuse me. So we're having a good time. I'm having a good, you know, my wife's having a good time. Next thing I know, someone pops off a bottle of champagne, sprays all over the people. My wife and I were standing, we're, we're um, on this one edge of the pen or this, this um, fence. I felt a sharp bang on the top of my head. And someone threw the champagne bottle. It cracked over my head. And... When what happened was, uh, I bent down. Um, my, someone asked me, Did I get hit? My wife said, Yes. So, and my wife's taking me arm in arm with a cop to an ambulance. And by the end of the night, I got five stitches in my head. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> and that was last so, time. <laughs> so, New Year's at Times Square is not a Kirk experience. No, it's not. Okay. So, we have never uh, been to Times Square ever again. <laughs> Night at the Roxbury. Night at the Roxbury. Nice. Yep. Great movie. Funny movie. The Austin Powers, Powers movies. I'm sold on that. Okay. Uh, Blade Runner. Okay. Lots Boogie of things with the word blood. <laughs> Case well. Good segue. <laughs> Coneheads. Great movie. That's already on Hulu. I literally watched it like two weeks ago. 
Uh, I guess they're I guess they're adding it on for January. I guess. Um, let's see what else. Donnie Brasco, good movie. Um, Footloose. Face off. Good movie. Footloose. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Lucas talk. Holy hell! <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw Ladies Man. <sighs> okay. So for those who are listeners or viewers of this show and not of F5 Live or maybe have not been following along for many, 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 many years, my brother does the world's best impression of the ladies' man. And about once a month, he would do our opening as the ladies' man. I'm talking eight, nine, ten years ago. This is in our early days. But he used to do the opening of the show as the ladies' man. <laughs> I cannot wait to tell him that the movie's going to be on Hulu. Ah. Lost in Space 1998 is on Hulu right now. They recommended it to me this morning. Because hmm. I remember thinking, interesting, I wonder why Hulu has the movie and Netflix has the rights to the show. And then and then I saw um, Hulu had uh, Saved by the Bell, Saved by the Bell, the college years, Saved by the Bell, uh, uh, Wedding in Vegas or wherever it was. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting because Peacock just brought Saved by the Bell back, but they don't have any of the original shows weird that's the that's the only reason that that holds in my head because i two in a row i saw and thought that was interesting anyway star trek beyond okay that is the uh the oddball of the star trek family that always seems to be missing from streaming services so (laughs) huzzah um the Truman Show. All right, that's that's always a weird watch. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird movie. I when I saw it, I didn't really. It was uh, <laughs> it was odd. All right. Oh my so, god, that's just for January first. Yep. <laughs> On January fourth, the season one finale of Call Me Cat will premiere. The show hasn't hit television yet. Hmm. <laughs> it it hasn't started yet. Are they going to get through the entire season on Fox in like an hour? <laughs> I I never even know there was. I didn't even know there. Um, um, it's the new show from uh, Blossom. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Maya and Bialik. I couldn't come up with her name. You're right. You're right. I think I saw. I think I saw the uh, a, the uh, trailer for it. Okay. So, in fairness, TV time only has two episodes listed. So it is definitely possible they're going to be on in 16 days and 20 days. It's totally possible that there are only two episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, let's see. 
Okay. Well, let's move on. To Gordon Ramsay's American Road Trip. I am very excited about that one. And he's going to be and at Hell's Kitchens the next the next day, and I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of from the studio, this one's right. going to be from the restaurant. <laughs> yep. Which I'm going to have to live vicariously. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Because they had said that they wanted to do some episodes in future seasons from the restaurant. But I guess they decided, well, while the restaurant shut down, let's just make a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. I would. Which is pretty clever. Mm-hmm. It's a clever use of, of the space because the, the restaurant was definitely designed to be able to put cameras in. Like mm-hmm. when you're in there, you can definitely tell that they designed it for film ability, which they did not for steak, which is why the shots when they're at Gordon Ramsay's steak are always weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was designed to be able to do episodes from. So I, I can't wait to see how they how they pull it together. I do. I do. I do. too. all right. Um after that, we're starting to get into like things that are on TV, right? <laughs> and when right. they're and when they're coming to to Hulu, which is usually the day after. Yep, yep. So, okay, moving right along. Um, what's new on Netflix in January twenty twenty one? This is coming soon. Cobra Kai, which I haven't seen yet. Um, it's so interesting to me because. When it was a YouTube original for season one, it did so poorly. And as soon as it hit Netflix, people thought, I guess people thought it was a different show. I don't know, because it did so well. (laughs) YouTube canceled it Hmm. after season one because it did so poorly as a YouTube Red series. And I guess Netflix picked it up and people were like, oh, this is a good show. Yeah. (laughs) And they got... got and they got a couple. They got three seasons out of it. So, all right. Um, January first, um, Dream Home, Dream Home Makeover, Makeover Season Two. Um, Bonnie and Clyde, Cloudy with Chance of Meatballs. My my daughter loves that movie. Um, pretty good. Good fellows. Good movie. Mystic Pizza. Wow, we it. <laughs> I I just restarted 30 Rock as some of my background noise, and Mystic Pizza is the the musical that Jenna does over the summer, one summer. <laughs> <laughs> Sex in the City, one and two. Super bad. That was a great movie. That was <laughs> so fun. dumb, and I love it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh History of swear words. I wonder if that is with Susie Dent. Cause she, cause uh, Susie Dent has a book, I think called the history of swear words. So um, I wonder I if I that's saw, Susie Dent. Um, I think I saw a trailer on, I think it's a not, not documentary. I think it's something, I think oh. I, it was something I saw a trailer for it. I have to, um, I don't know if that is or not. I have to look and see. That makes me sad. I would love to see. Susie Dent talk about the history of swear words. I don't think her, I don't think her name was mentioned. I think it was something. I think it was a it was a guy hosting it and it was a, oh. a documentary or something. I think I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. 
No, they or, don't have it on the search yet. Okay. All right. And the rest of these movies uh, are... <laughs> yeah. They Not definitely... Really. They Sorry, the does that say Carmen Sandiego? Yeah. Season four? <laughs> speaking about a, you know, speaking of, of a reboot. <clears throat> oh, it is animated. That is mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. It's not a game show? No, so... <laughs> no it's not. <laughs> it was a game show. It was a game show. Yeah, you're right. Yep. I, so I, I watched it. It was pretty good. And I, and I have the theme theme song in my uh, in my head now. Thanks. Fun, fun fact: uh, my family and I went to a concert. Don't remember who the concert was, but the opening act was Rockapella. <laughs> That's why I don't remember who the concert was. I was so excited for the opening act, I forgot who the actual headliner was. I have no idea. <laughs> I remember being so excited that I got to see Rockapella live. <laughs> oh. Memories. Talk, talk about a generational excitement. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. All right. So the rest of them, rest of these movies are, uh, well, we're going, we're digging down the barrel. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. It, Netflix it does not. Not so much worry about later in the month in January. <laughs> exactly. All right. And finally this week and the last episode of the year, um, decided, you know, there's always been food um, in the, in the, in the final segment. I wouldn't call this food. I guess you can call it food. Um, but. There was um, Pepsi decided to um, want to decide to yep. uh, bring back, want to make something unique. And they wanted to want to ask about asking folks that they wanted to be want to purchase chocolate marshmallow Pepsi. And uh, they announced uh, on um, Thursday that uh or excuse me yeah on thursday um where they said a tweet says what's sweeter than saying bye to the worst year ever well the worst year ever is right um pepsi coca-cola the latest concept from the pepsi test kitchen want to try and get your hands on it 2021 retweets and we'll make a batch well the twitter verse answered and delivered and as of this recording at 9:42 p.m. There is 5,000. Let me go back and check here. I just saw a second ago. Okay, 4,000.9,4,900 retweets. And uh, this was on December 17th, which was yesterday. Yep, I'm right. And Pepsi responded in a tweet. Well, it looks like you're all pretty thirsty for for some Pepsi, Coca Cola. Stay tuned for details coming in 2021. So two things. One, that <laughs> name is hilarious. <laughs> yep. I'm, so, Cola. I'm so proud of them for that. And two, what the what? <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to have some. Because again, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And I'm going to retweet this right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Nicholas Cage is the host. That's it. History of. Yep. Um, that- it will have Jim Jeffries, Nick Offerman, Sarah Silverman. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are linguistic experts to provide some much needed balance. And I mm-hmm. assume Susie Dent will be in that group because yeah. she wrote the book. <laughs> that probably inspired it. So be weird to not she Susie Dent, for those who don't know, is one of the, the editors of the Oxford English dictionary. And she is a very fascinating individual. She does an almost daily segment on, on BBC four <laughs> about the history of words. Oh, okay. She's a fascinating person. I, she will put you to sleep if you're not <laughs> if you're not excited about linguistics. <laughs> but anyway, fascinating. Okay. Well, we learned I learned something new. <laughs> Nicholas Cage swearing. How can you how can you not love it? <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, very good. All right, that is the tech news for this week for Friday, December 18, 2020. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com slash live for the Geek New Central podcast. There's a programming note. Uh, there will be a podcast December 21st. No podcast on December 4th, December 24th, as it's Christmas Eve. And be sure to watch and tune in to gncweekly.com slash live Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, we are taking the off for the holidays. So we'll be back January 8th, 2021. Um, so before that, um, please be sure to like and subscribe to the GNCWIR channel on YouTube. Also, make sure to click on the bell and select always for notifications so you will not miss next episode. Or be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to tune in with Scott and Elvin Pelch on FI Refreshing Technology Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern. See, got that right <laughs> at f5live.tv slash join us um you have comments on this week i'm sorry i was gonna say uh d- don't just like and subscribe we appreciate that that's a big thing but also since we're gonna be off for a little while share our stuff it doesn't Absolutely. cost you anything uh and because you know people are looking for ways to help people out uh this holiday uh you know we do this not for us. <laughs> we do it for our, our listeners and our viewers. So if you just share the video, share the link to the to the to the uh, the the episode when we publish it later tonight. That's all. If if you yep. can do that, that'll help us out immensely. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also in the gncweekly.com slash prepare for 2021 is up. Well, actually, as we get off the air, um, I'm going to get that up. It'll be up uh, momentarily. Right, be up momentarily, right. <laughs> right. It'll be up momentarily. So if you're listening to this on audio, by the time you listen to this in your in your podcast feed, you'll see it up. Um so yeah, it's uh, gncweekly.com slash prepare for 2021. Um now, as this is the last episode, um, I'm gonna thank Todd Cochran for allowing me to have this podcast um as a partner show on geekroomcentral.com. Um I look forward to doing this podcast each week. 
diving into tech news, dissecting what's going on, providing tips on what you can do for your tech, et cetera, making people smile for a moment or two in this crazy year we've had in 2020 because it's been a really crappy year. Um, so if anyone gets out something out of this, it, for me, it makes it all worthwhile. Um, I want to thank Scott so much as well. Uh, for coming on to the podcast um, as my co-host. So he's he's kind of like my yin to my yang. So Scott, thank you, sir. <laughs> um, like you're that. awesome. You're awesome. Um, lastly, um, we'd like to thank you all for listening to our podcast, um, watching live show on Friday evenings. If, uh, if you haven't already, please be sure to like and subscribe. And like Scott said, uh, to the WR channel, please share the episode, you know, and got a lot of great, if you if others can come watch the video, subscribe to the podcast, that'll mean tremendously to us. Um, not to mention, thank you all to subscribing to the podcast as well. Um, now, 2021 is going to bring changes to podcasts. We're, I'm hoping we're going to get a new logo on the website, hopefully some graphics, um, music, hopefully. Um, so we appreciate everyone um, has been on with us and still with us on the ride. And we love all the listeners and viewers to let ever to please let us let others know about our podcast and give a listen. <clears throat> um, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Kirk Corliss. So you can see on the bottom of the screen if you're watching the video. Also, Sky's on Twitter. If you can see on the bottom of the screen, um, he's at Triple T M A B O. Uh, we will wish you a very, 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 very Merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. And we hope all of you have a happy. <laughs> Go ahead. <you're... laughs> we we always used to say a crazy Kwanzaa because it it was alliteration. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And we all wish you a happy. All have a very happy, safe, and joyous Happy New Year. Till the next episode of GNC Week in Review, January eighth, twenty twenty one. So long. Ciao.